Why can't wrestling fans be happy at something? What are they sad at now? Um, the fucking, judging by the live thread from the All Elite Wrestling, like, their press conference earlier this week, everything. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we got this cool, cl- look at this, Pack is here! Pack! <laughs> Pack that showed up to the it, AW! It's the Pack boy! The Pack uh, man! <laughs> and then there are people like, oh man, this guy, fuck him. Oh, um. oh shit, without Dylan I can actually like we can prep. Can Welcome prep. to Fight Boys. Fuck! <laughs> A weekly show about professional wrestling and not so professional wrestling. I am your host, the man that wears the plaid in the family, Blake A. Tanner. And I am your sad depressed host Scotty Moore um you get like you, you'd be proud of me because something I don't think has ever happened happened and it's I left a wrestling show at Center Stage Atlanta completely sober I'm sorry that's the no it was fine I didn't <laughs> want to drink Oh, okay. I'm not sorry then. I'm proud of you. I don't. I'm not a fan of being around my dad while drunk. Like if it's me and Brady alone, or me and Brady mostly, I'm like, okay, I'll drink up. But this time, I just walked up to the counter, real sad, and I was like, I know that you were you were the one. You were the beautiful woman who poured me four ounce shots of bourbon. But can I just have a can? A singular can of ginger beer. And she's like, yeah, here you go, buddy. I'm like, thank you. It's like, a little weirded out you remember me, but okay. That being said, I will say it's very good to be able to remember the wrestling show, which was very Ugh. nice. That's a, that is a fair point, because for the last couple of years... I go back and I'm think, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed or hated WrestleMania for this year, and then I really try to think about some of the matches, and I'm like, hmm. Halfway through, I get kind of fuzzy. That's me with this year's WrestleMania, my boy. All I remember after the halfway point of this year's WrestleMania is running to try to find a place to get a cocktail, buying the Finn Balor rainbow shirt, and then afterwards they were giving out Snickers bars. Because they were presented by Snickers. And the poor lady was looking at everyone and being like, there's a limit of two per person. And homeboy grabbed two handfuls and just started jamming them in my plastic bag. Like, no, you cannot control me. But um, going back, going back to the NXT show I went to this weekend. Oh, shit, boy. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, like, firstly, the opening match was um, Matt Riddle, which was, I was like, oh, it's going to be Matt versus, like, um, Cassius Ono, or Matt versus someone he's been feuding with. Nah, they busted out the Adam Cole real quick, my dude. Because everyone, before the show, just a bunch of drunk rednecks going, Adam Cole, baby! So they busted him out really quick. Oh, I bet. I would 
I'd bust Adam Cole out real quick, too, if you know so what I'm saying. That was a good match. Then there was a women's tag match, which I believed on, on Twitter I described as two white women afraid of Asian people's powerful kicks. Because that was very good. Then, honestly, if it was, if the main event wasn't the amazing thing it was, this would be my match of the night. Keith Lee versus... I'm gonna call him Donovan Dijak because his name now is like Don Donny Dijakovic. Like it's so hard to pronounce. Oh. They had like match of the fucking night. Nice. I, when Dijakovic came out, I'm like, well, don't this, do that. That's his name. His name is literally Dijakovic. No, I know it is. Just don't. <laughs> Just don't do it. When he came out, I'm like, well, this match will be. I something I guess but no homeboy came out and then they had like like Keith Lee was pulling out like moon salts and then the crowd chanted one more time and I'm like there's no way this big motherfucker's about to get up there and do a second and then he did <laughs> and then like Dijak catches him and like picks him up and does massive power moves to this massive dude and I'm like this is the greatest match of the night until, what are you going to do? Moonsault me? Yeah. Guy that was moonsaulted. Until main event happened where, you know, Dylan on the show, ever since DIY had that slight reunition, he was like, look, here's what we're going to get. We're going to get DIY versus Black Velvet. It's going to be amazing. And then Johnny Gargano came out. I think it was on this week's NXT. And it was just straight up like, yeah, DIY's not happening. Fuck you guys. And Damn. Then the main event happens. Johnny comes out. I jump out of my seat for my wrestler of the year. <laughs> uh, then Tommaso Ciampa comes out. Okay, and- I jump out of my seat for my wrestler of the year. Yes, and then the entire crowd starts chanting, DIY, DIY. It was one of those moments where I was like, holy shit, Tommaso Ciampa is getting cheered. I did not expect this. Then fucking Black Velvet comes out of Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream, and Uh not a single cheer was heard in that audience for DIY for the rest of the fucking night. Actually, no, there was was one moment. It was when they teased meeting, doing meeting in the middle on Black, I think, and we were Mm. all doing DIY, but any other time, it was, no, fuck you guys, these guys are amazing, which, I didn't realize how over Velveteen Dream is. Oh, he's so fucking over, dude. He got the spot, the main event spot over Alistair Black. Black came out and then Velveteen Dream came out. And because he has that flamboyant, almost RuPaul fucking gimmick, he ate it the fuck up. He's like, yes, yes, thank you. It's amazing. Call me up, Vince. And then, uh, like, they... I bet... I, 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 how... How much do you think that when he got kicked off of Tough Enough, that he would eventually be this boy? Look, let me put it this way. I don't think I ever saw him... This was also another very fun moment for me, because... I don't know if we've talked about it on the show. One of my last weeks in Orlando, I said, I've never seen an NXT show down here. I need to go to an NXT show. Um, so I went to one, and the man known as Tommy fucking end at the time, the man who would become Aleister Black, came out for his NXT debut. 
So that was a very good bookend for me to see the debut and then him come out in the main event of the show. But um, also... That's real nice. Also, before I moved to Orlando, when we went to go sign our papers on our uh, apartment, there was an NXT show happening that weekend, and we went to that. And that's when the all-American Patrick Clark came out with airbrushed tights with an American eagle over it. And like, <laughs> I forgot about that! And I'm like, okay, there may be something here. And then I started reading about Velveteen Dream, and that's when I was like, this guy's got something. Oh, yes. I wish we were doing this show when Tough Enough happened, because me and you had some thoughts about that fucking show. Oh, that Tough Enough? That was one for the ages. So much... I mean, Hogan got ousted right in the middle of that show. Oh, wait, was it? Yeah, because he was judging one day, and he was gone the fucking next. That's right, I forgot about that. Um, I think me and you were both very all-in on Patrick from the beginning. Yes, because he was an actual wrestling fan. Yeah, because they'd be like, yeah, we all went to sleep, but Patrick was in the living room just watching old matches. What a weirdo. And I'm like, no, that means he's a fan, you freaks. That was also, wasn't that wasn't that Beast in the East? Like him staying up to watch Beast in the East? That's what it was. That was another one. Um, um And I've got this point, although I do think at the at the end, if you remember correctly, we were just wanting that horrible the the shit boy to win because we hated everyone no 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 what was his name because he left it like third and he was the fucking worst guy on tough enough and i hated him so much do you mean tanner that's (laughs) fuck tanner tanner the garbage boy he was a trash man who was what was the Oh shit, I pulled my earbuds out. The winner was the winner was the man who labeled himself the Yete, I believe. Uh, yes. And I he's since been fired. The other part the lady who won, I believe started going out with an NXT wrestler, got pregnant, then got fired. It was uh it was Blake, wasn't it? Was that his net hold on, wait, you can't tell me that in the top three you had Blake Tanner. No, uh Blake from Blake and Murphy. No, 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 Blake and Murphy was already a thing before this. No, I mean the guy, no, who he was going out with. Oh, He was the one okay, that impregnated Sarah. That was her name, yeah, right? Yeah, Sarah, I was about to call her Sarah Logan, but that's wrong. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Because they, they, they got together and that was. Okay, that might have been what it was. But yeah, that was a thing. And then, of course, another person I wouldn't have expected if you said this person's going to be in the WWE and big one day. Mandy fucking Rose. Right? I forgot she was I forgot she was... Holy shit. Yeah. So... I didn't even know about that until now. Is this what happens when Dylan doesn't show up to talk about wrestling as me and you just start talking about Tough Enough from like 2011? It was dev... What, What year was that? Like 2016 maybe? No, dude. It had... It had to have been like, oh wait, no, never mind. 2011 is when I graduated high school. It had to have been 2014 or 2015 because we, I remember us discussing it while we were like running track at the gym. Oh yeah. So it was yeah. a while, but we would be like doing crunches while being like, "Fuck Tanner, fuck Tanner, Tanner sucks dick." Yeah, that was a that was a the 2015 times. What? <laughs> 
the times of the 2015. Also known as the year that I got one degree and started another one that yeah. I finally got. That moment where I was just like, okay, we've both graduated. Blake, let's go in on something together. I'm actually going back to college, so if you yeah. could not right now, that'll be great. Won't get paid. Yeah, I kind of want to get money, because I know that theater degree ain't going to give me shit. Which actually did just lead to me spending three years of not getting money. Yeah. Uh, can we just discuss a few things from SmackDown so we can actually talk about recent wrestling? Oh, uh, do we just want to ignore the bad thing that happened on Monday? Are you talking about the fact that Hulk Hogan didn't get booed because they made him talk about the good, good dead man? Yes, I. we also have not talked about the fact that... Have we talked about Mean Gene passing? We talked about it last week, because it's we been did? a while. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I was honestly expecting Hogan to come out and just start getting booed, but I think the Orlando crowd is very much like, wait, yeah. we can't, he's about to talk about a dead guy. I I get that feeling, because it's like, during his promo that he had, I'm like... This is just a Hogan promo with, like, Mean Gene's name peppered in just enough to make us remember that he's gone. And it's not really a tribute that I'm feeling. It's just more of a Hogan promo. Did you notice that it was very similar to the Roman Reigns leukemia thing? Because, you know, it was very, very early in that he was just like, All right, guys, I know I come out here talking as Roman Reigns today. I need to talk to you as Joe Anoa'i. And, like, it was a very genuine promo. This time, Hogan was like, let me tell you something, brother. <sighs> Look, I know I wanted to come out here all gimmicked up for you guys, but I'd like to talk to you about my good friend, me, Gino Goodland. Like, he took off the yeah. glasses and everything. It's like when The Rock came back in 2012 or whatever, and you could notice that if there were sunglasses on his face, it was The Rock addressing you. If he took them off, it was Dwayne it was Johnson Dwayne. talking to you. He's like, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Superman. Superman. Whereas Hogan is just super racist. Yes, exactly. Um, also, can we talk about our good friend John and his terrible shirt? Well, John, the the bad things that he's doing is just causing me, like, him to endear himself to me even more, which I didn't think possible. Well, his shirt seems like a throwback to the... Do you remember when WWE released, like, three shirts in a row, all of them seeming very rapey? Like, I think Roman had one that said, can't stop, won't stop. And then John yeah. just says, you can't stop me. Oh, I do see that. And it's in, like, the worst... I don't know if it's because I'm a designer that I'm like, this is the worst font you could have chosen for anything. It's terribly done. It's strange because it might just be that it's on a black background, but the fact that the letters themselves don't have any type of, like, lining... Yeah. They just, like... They're just I don't there. know how to explain it. Yeah, they're just there. It's just bad. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I started to agree with Daniel Bryan during the best promo I've ever seen in my life. He just keeps giving, doesn't he? Yeah, have you watched it yet? Because I saw it and I was like, I feel like I probably need, this seems like something I'd need to watch before the show. And my boy, it was. Daniel, oh, yes. Daniel Bryan throws a hot dog at a guy. 
Like, is the name of the promo. <laughs> Daniel Bryan throws a hot dog at a dude. Throws hot dog at man. Hot dog <laughs> Fickle well, hot dog syndrome. Well, it, well, what's bad is he's a very good heel and that nothing he's saying is wrong. Because he's yeah. like... Talking about the concession stand and being like, you guys eat this candy for this instant gratification, but at the end of the show, you're going to feel empty inside because you're still not fulfilled like I am. And I'm like, well, he's not wrong. He's God not wrong. Damn. And then he's just like, and then they're drinking out of plastic cups with plastic straws that are going to destroy the environment. And I'm like, once again, you're not wrong. But my favorite moment. My mm. favorite moment of the whole promo is he found himself another word besides fickle. Although he did throw a soda at a fan and just start screaming fickle at him, which I was like, Daniel, calm down. Holy shit, Daniel, you're going full ring of honor here. Yeah, but then after that, he starts walking through the crowd and just chanting, you need to change your ways. You're impotent. Change. <gasps> impotent. Change. Impotent. And as he does, one beautiful man, one beautiful, like, we've talked to, because Dylan's from Orlando, we've talked a lot about the fact that, like, Orlando's this hub of, like, you know, multicultures coming together, blending together. But if you go just, like, a little bit outside the city limits, it becomes the South again. Yeah. This guy drove in from the South area because impotent. No, I ain't. Impotent. No, man, I ain't. Tell him about it, man. Woo! <laughs> Tell him about it. Tell him about it, man. Woo! Oh, how much, how much GTA 5 have you played, Scotty? I've not. I've not. Because there's play a character it. on it called Impotent Rage, and I think that <laughs> if you look him up, he basically, because he's Impotent Rage, the, the liberal superhero. Oh, I love him. I love and him I feel like if you were to watch some of the shorts that are in GTA Five that are Impotent Rage, yeah. it's basically Daniel Bryan's character right now. Yeah. Holy shit, you're right. Daniel Bryan's stealing from GTA. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Have you watched the worst promo of all time? At least that's what like Wrestle Talk Wrestle Talk is a is a news source that's usually pretty positive. Scotty, could you really quick, could you ask me that first question again? Have you have you watched the worst promo of all time? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. What it do? Um no, this one, like I was saying, Wrestle Talk is usually a company that's just like, well, this wasn't that good. This one, they could have done a little bit more work on this one. This time, the headline of the video was worst promo of 2019. Oh god, that's a the call that shot. And uh, it is the promo between Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar that someone described as a scene from Universe Mode in WWE 2K19. <laughs> And Braun is basically when you have to select what your character's about to say. So Paul Hamlin will just be like, My client is going to go to the Royal Rumble and decimate Braun Strowman. Cut to Braun, staring dead-eyed into the camera, despite the fact that Paul and Brock are on the Titantron right behind it. And then it's like a five-second pause. (laughs) <laughs> do i go with the heel or the face option yeah red or blue wait, wait. Mm. He, he just he's just real quick 
Paul mm-hmm. Heyman, I'm going to come and take you out of the Royal Rumble. Are you going to get these hands? And then the crowd just cheers because they have to. It's like at this point. At this point, <laughs> fuck it. He's, he's a made man. He jumped in a real cold lake. He did jump in that cold lake real good, didn't he? <laughs> just real good jump in that lake, big man. He grabbed some people. He took them in the lake with him. They didn't come back. Oh, just speaking of people who have jumped in the lake, uh, Matt Hardy jumped into the lake of reincarnation because he shaved his beard off, and I'm like, oh, that's going to be a fun look when he comes back. Oh. Ooh. Did you see uh, another fan of the show? Not actually. Sa- Simon Gott shaved his mustache off, and I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, you mean he took away the one thing that I actually remember about him? Well, that's what that's what his point was. He was just like, I want to prove to everybody I'm not a gimmick. I want to prove to them that I'm this. And I was like, I'm fine. The problem is the fact that he looks a lot like Lin-Manuel Miranda. He looks oh. a lot like Lin-Manuel Miranda without that mustache. And I'm like, okay, boy. If you don't come out to the ring rapping about historical figures now, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. I mean, that's the only thing you're going to have to do. Uh, Gazi in the chat. Gazi is finally upgraded to joining the chat. He says he can't wait for Lars to come to Raw, and then they replace Braun with Lars. With him. I would love that. Oh, no, Tibbs and Gazi were talking for a little bit. Yeah, well, not only that, here's the thing. It's obviously going to be like Lars and Braun feud. That's going to be like the big thing leading into WrestleMania. I prefer yeah. the idea that Braun is just pulled entirely from TV, then they put Lars there and act like nothing happened. And they just say... <laughs> They just start calling Lars Braun. That's it. And now this is oh, the no. new Braun. What's going to happen? Brock Lesnar is going to suplex Braun onto like something really heavy. Yeah. And then Braun is going to fall down backstage. And Lars is going to get up. And they're going to play it off like Brock suplexed Braun so much that he smushed him down into Lars. <laughs> that he shrunk him. No, no, no. He suplexes him. Braun rolls under the ring, and Lars rolls out of the ring. It's twin magic. It's twin magic. But you guys, you guys know who uh, who's magic to me? Sweet Braun Lars combination. Yeah, but who's got the magic? In me, with me, or of course our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's right, that's the website where you can support the BS, you can support the Fight Boys in all your favorite shows, you get access to our exclusive Discord, you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like that fucking idiot Ghazi. That terrible, <laughs> I get to say it straight to his face this week, he's in I chat, fuck Ghazi. Jesus, yeah. Although, I Fuck will you. say, Gazi did bring up me getting wasted at Honor Reign Supreme in Atlanta. I will unfortunately say I cannot attend that because there are no tickets left. But Gazi, if you want to get your boy, <laughs> just want to get your boy prepared, I'll come over there. I'll have a nice, like, date with myself, go get a haircut, and then we can go to Ring of Honor, but... Which, I mean, that would honestly secure his patron spot for the rest of his life. That really would, wouldn't it? It's on par with when my mom bought me my first microphone, and I'm like, well, now she's the Patreon saint forever because she started the show, even though she doesn't donate. But Blake, my buddy, we have to mourn something because 
we're, we do, we're probably going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom and our predictions and how we fucked up, but also... I mean... Well, one, mostly fucked up. One person didn't. I did I would say that someone didn't fuck up. The coin flip boy that did not watch it live. Blake didn't did. fuck up. But the, see, <laughs> that's my secret, Scotty. I'm always terrible. Um, but there was one match we all got wrong, and it was, of course, the match where Chuck Taylor and his chaos, his chaos buddies, all lost their triple threat or their six man tag match. But of course, Blake, this is 20 fucking negatine. Chuck Taylor's not meeting and greeting at ROH. So instead, hey, at Sexy Chucky e. T, why'd you gotta fuck up our prediction series? God, you're coming at... You're even... You're being worse with Chucky than you were with Gazi. Why'd you gotta fuck up our prediction series by losing like a... By losing like a loser? <laughs> losing like a Hold on. What's a race that's not normally discriminated against? No, white people. No, Armenian? Is that No, no, no. No, that's real bad. Those people had a genocide done against them, Scotty. Man, fuck it, fine. Um, Italian? No. I just love the idea of saying, why'd you gotta fuck up our prediction series by losing like a dirty Italian? It doesn't make sense. Just call him a dirty gaijin. Oh, yeah, like a dirty gaijin. Jesus Christ, Scotty, why were you trying to do that to us? (laughs) Also, why aren't you meeting and greeting at ROH in Atlanta? At hashtag ROH Atlanta, I hope you lose. It's gonna be Chucky and his boys versus the fight boys. No, no, no. It's uh, they are actually f- fighting for the title. I hope you lose and get. Re- I hope you lose to those rednecks and they tweet <laughs> and they tweet homophobic things about you. Jesus Christ! Why? Well, we're not in like this is this is almost like. The opposite, because we were so polite last year. We have no, we weren't. <laughs> we have to be the opposite of that. Hashtag Dust Dylan watch. needs to be here. We cannot do another Dust Watch without Dylan. That equalizing force. <laughs> Dylan's the one who twenty neg teen. Um, Dylan's the one who's just like, let's rein it back. Let's not go full on bad about it. Oh yeah, Gazi, Chucky versus Scotty is definitely gonna happen at one point, my dude. Uh, but yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. It was very fucking good. Of course it was. It was almost as good as Wrestle Kingdom 9, which was the first and only Wrestle Kingdom I stayed up to watch, which is still probably the best Wrestle Kingdom. Well, of everything I watched that morning, because I did also afterwards watch the 2003 Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion film, it was definitely the better of the two. Um, yeah, but yeah, like, um, is that what we're gonna do for the for our uh, December or November video watch? Yeah. Oh. When did we watch Larry? Yeah, we watched Larry the Cable Guy seven times in a row, but that was a BS thing. BS is dead. We're on Five Boys now. Uh, Kenny versus Tana was a very fucking amazing match, as it was obviously going to be. 
Kenny's last match in New Japan had to have been amazing. I will say, uh, Chris Jericho is starting to get to that Brock Lesnar level of terrifying me as a human being. He's doing real good at it, isn't he? Yeah, I'm just like, like hey, calm down. Chris? Chris. The Chris- fact that Chris fucking Jericho, the guy that was originally seen as too small to be like anything back in the day yeah. is towering over people and terrifying them the way he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so fucking good. One of my, I feel one of my <clears throat> favorite spots from that match. And it's such a dumb thing to enjoy, but it was the fact that it was a no DQ match. They made that when they signed it. They're like, this is now no mm-hmm. DQ. You cannot be disqualified. Chris still, Pushed the ref to distract him from him hitting a low blow or some shit. Chris was still like, wait, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> he pu- pushes the ref. It's kind of just burned into him at this point. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, Gazi brings up the fact that Okada has his fucking shorts again. And he still lost. Well, of course he did, and it made me happy. Months, it made me mad. It made me happy. Because that was the only one, that was the only decision that I'm like, Okada, it's Okada. Yeah, but Jay White is now going to be- Basically, here's what happened. I can't remember what the name of the guy who runs New Japan, or books New Japan. It was a good night for knife perverts. It was it's a good okay. night for knife perverts, yes. Um, also, quick quick, uh, quick aside before I get into this. Did, did you see the video I tweeted? Of the crowd of Japanese fans at a bar as Okada takes off the pants to reveal shorts. No. It was World Cup England bar pub levels of insanity because he takes off the pants. There are shorts. Fucking the whole crowd of people in that bar are going, yes, he did it. This is amazing. This is amazing. But no, going back to Knife Pervert, they need their top heel Gaijin now because essentially New Japan for the past two years have been putting all of their stock and all their credit in a Canadian and his friends and they're all gone now. (laughs) And that one Canadian and his buddies. So they gotta build some people up. And well, do you mean, is that before or after they were putting a lot of stock in that one, that AJ kid? That one AJ kid. I mean, yeah, oh. I just, I, I think Jay White's gonna be the next big guy He in the probably company. will be. Like, he's He looks like he's getting that bill, which makes a lot more sense. I was just real sad because it was my prediction. I was wearing my knife pervert shirt as I made the... As I made the prediction, so I knew I had to say it. I'm like, I can't not go with the knife pervert. <laughs> um, like, in all honesty, I think... I don't know if... Since he is now... Since Dad is now signed with our friends in AEW, I don't know if Jericho's gonna challenge Tana for the title, but I would easily put Jay White in the running to be the next to challenge Tana for that now, title. With all the boys that have moved over, um, or that have announced their signing with AEW... Uh, New Japan has quickly rolled back its original statement saying that they are not willing to work with All Elite Wrestling. Yes! That was my favorite thing in the world. They were like, we are not going to work with the All Elite. We're not going to work with them. I'm sorry, we're not going to deal with this. Kenny Omega in talks to sign with All Elite Wrestling. Look, we're probably going to talk with All Elite Wrestling. Wrestling. We're probably going to work something out with them. I, I read that, like, 
as more came out, because Kenny originally said that he wasn't planning on staying with New Japan for that much longer. Yeah. And that was the first time that he, anyone had heard anything like that about it. So people thought it was a work at one point, and then New Japan's coming out. It's like, first I've heard of it. Now, look, here's the thing. I know he's definitely going to All Elite Wrestling, but I would love the Dylan-level rant that would happen the day he comes out of the Royal Rumble. I would love the minute he comes out of the fucking Royal Rumble the very next day, Dylan's like, fuck, I gotta watch WWE again. Shit. Oh man! Well, they did say they off- they offered him something huge, which I can only art they- I can only think is like, you know that a- AJ Pop, it's gonna build because you're also gonna win it. Like that's the only yeah. thing I can see. That that and like he probably just got a buku loads of money for that offer. And oh yeah. Now the one thing that people did mention, which. For me, it was like, yes, water is wet, grass is green. It's like, yeah, but Kenny's not going to have any creative control. Well, fucking course not. It's WWE. They haven't had creative control since 2002. Kenny Kenny probably loves creative control too much to actually go on. Yeah. My only plus him plus his friends did just really help start that new pro promotion. His friends did just go start a fun new fan club that he can be a part of. With, like, the cons who do have Ted Turner money, by the way. This is not just the the baby boy son con. I forget their names. I'm sorry. Because you got the son who he's real big into wrestling. He's probably wanted to do this for a while. And then you've got Papa Con. Pop- Papa Con is the next great JWF superstar. <laughs> Papa Con. I am Papa Con! Is- <laughs> essentially the Ted Turner in this situation, who's just like, yeah, you want money, I mean, I mean, is, like, five billion good? Hold on, that's all I got in my wallet right now. Oh, man, I was listening to, it's weird realizing how big a wrestler, like, this starting of a promotion is, because, like, Joey Ryan has bar wrestling, like, Joey Ryan has started his own promotion, and it's, no one really, it's not an all-elite-level big deal. Like, that was the thing I realized, because I was listening to Ron Funch's podcast with Joey on it, and he was like, yeah, I started bar wrestling, and I was like, why didn't that get fucking attention? Like, I know it got a little bit, but the attention that All Elite did, because I fucking love Joey Ryan. Because, well, first of all, these are the same guys that took the challenge to fill a 10,000-seat independent show. Exactly. And they've also got so much fucking money behind them right now. They've got the they've got the Pac Man, they've mm-hmm. got the Janella Boy, they got the Janella Boy, they've got the Cursed Jerica, they've got Dad. They pulled um, Dad in there. Dad, yeah, Dad is out there. I would also like to point out that earlier today, someone had pointed out um, that the WWE's then now forever like their little promos where they show a bunch of clips from wrestling in WWE. They took Jericho out of it. They took Jericho out of it. <laughs> he got moved to the Illumni page. They stole him out of that so quickly. They're like, fuck this. We're not dealing with it. Um, it was like two years ago, Jericho's like, yeah, Vince, I think I'm going to go to Japan for a while if that's all right. Yeah, go on to Japan. I can't see anything bad coming from this. Just keep me informed with what you're doing. Just... Do it in Japan or on a boat. Yeah, that's it. Don't go anywhere else. I will say, did you watch the uh, press conference? 
I've watched bits and pieces of it. With me, my one bugaboo coming from it, and I guess it's just something they can realize along the way, and it might have been like a technical error, is the fact that they mixed their audio very weirdly. So, like, when mm. a wrestler's music played, it totally cut any audience response. So, like, when Jericho oh. came, Jericho's music hit, and it sounded like there was no audience reaction. Meanwhile, I'm in the back room at the fucking, at my job, screaming, and I'm like, no, this audience is definitely making a lot more noise than that. They just mixed it weirdly. But um, going back to Jericho... He had the best line of the entire press conference, which was, I'm not doing this about money. I've already got the money. I don't care. And I was like, fuck, that's a pimp move. This is always, this has been the Jericho thing for a long time now. Mm-hmm. He's so much, he's been so big on reinventing his character in WWE and then completely changing everything about himself to go to Japan He's so much the guy that wants to be on the bleeding edge at this point. Yeah. He's dad. And I really appreciate that about dad. He's cool dad dressed Jericho. I, cool dad that he did do the he did dress up like Clockwork Orange for Wrestle Kingdom promos. Oh no, no, that was just that's been his gimmick. He's been Clockwork Orange. I will say it's it astounds me how well Chris Jericho can shift from one character to another. Because for mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom, he was very much this guy just like, I ain't tranquilo. I'm about to fuck, <laughs> fuck you up. I'm a fuck your dad. I'm Chris Jericho. <laughs> and then... I'm your dad. I'm your dad. I'm Chris Jericho, <laughs> baby. And then cut to the press conference where he was very much Y2J once again. He's like, my name is Chris Jericho. And I am all in with all elite. And I'm like, okay, baby, let's do this. I think that the main thing with that is, like, that's the Chris Jericho that all of the all of the American New Japan guys get that, and New Japan fans get that. But, like, I think Jericho coming out as Y2J is for everyone else. Well, not only it's that, like, it's also because this is a press conference. And he's not Pac. He's not the one who's about to come out in full gimmick, hold up the Dragon Gate title, and be like, I'm already a champion. I'm gonna fuck you up. Instead, he's the one who's like, oh yeah, I'm ending this shit. I need to go into Y2J mode. Pac comes out, I was once a king. Now I'm a god. Yeah, well, And I'm- a dragon. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm your dad. <laughs> I'm your fucking dad. <laughs> Man, this is now, when my baby comes, this is my ultimate promo against him. Anytime they're like, I don't want to go to school, Dad. Well, I'm your fucking dad, and you're going to go to school. I don't care. 
Oh. Okay. Another I would thing. love if I would. The thing is, hold on, yeah. real quick. I would love that situation in like a stepdad situation too. Oh yeah, where the stepdad comes in. I'm your dad. No, you're not. You're not my real dad. Pointing a finger in the face. Your real dad's dead, Timmy. <laughs> I killed him. Okay, off topic, because BS is dead, so we don't have time to talk about shit like this. We triangulated the moment of baby entry, which is a weird way to say it. (laughs) But (laughs) but it was the moment the baby was made was right literally the day I got home from Dragon Con. That doesn't matter. What doesn't matter is literally the day before I was walking the floor at Dragon Con and I saw a merch booth with a jacket that had daddy written across the back and I went, I want to buy that. That's really funny. Then a day later, I gave myself a reason to buy it. So anyone out there who knows where I can get a daddy jacket, link it to me. Hey, you know, I just realized, Yeah. but with the last few months of your life, you really are one step closer to actually fitting into that world's greatest grandpa shirt. Exactly. Oh, man. Wait a minute. Can that be a... I wish I was still a heel in JWF, because then I could come out with the jacket that says Daddy across the back, okay. and then it has, like, a dual meaning. Um, and then that's how you start your feud with Papa Bliss. Exactly. He's like, you're not the real dad. I'm the real dad. I'm your dad. And then your dad comes out, and it's like... Papa Bliss, I think we need to have a talk. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's, no, that needs to be Papa Bliss's voice as Hank Hill. Shit, we have not talked a lot about anything that's happened, have we? Um, no. Uh, do we want to talk about how Dylan is just dying of sadness no, right now? we've talked about it a little bit. Have we talked about Road Warrior Animal and how he's the fucking worst? No, um, did we talk about... We can talk about that. Do we talk about how um, there is an ass man that's going to be booking all elite wrestling? Oh, shit, I forgot about that, too. The ass man is booking. Um, No, this one's more about Becky, which I know is more of a first segment thing. But firstly, did you see Becky dunk on Charlotte so fucking hard? Because it was the best. Yes. It was Charlotte, and she posted something, because Becky said something like, I'm not a legacy, I don't have blonde hair, like, I'm here off of hard work, and I'm gonna stay here because of hard work, and Charlotte responded with, like, yeah, I have a legacy, and I had to work my ass off to overcome that legacy and become my own woman, and posted a picture of her underneath it, at which point Becky found... (laughs) The exact same pose with a different woman's head on it, meaning someone just photoshopped Charlotte's head. And she's like, she wants to talk about me stealing people, but she stole someone's body. Funny. On the, um, on the Reddit, um, they pointed out that there is this one person who does a lot of these wrestling shops. Yeah. And that was one of their shops that Becky, or that Charlotte used. Oh, no. And it's like... Oh, man. Oh, fuck. I also believe that it was originally Britney Spears' body. Oh, God, yes! Um, But no, going back to Animal, Animal been dunking on people, but not really. He dunked on people the same way we do, kind of, but I don't agree with it. Um, He was talking... (laughs) It's the same thing we do, but I don't agree with it. (laughs) But no, he was talking about Becky, and he goes, you need to ease off the the man gimmick, and you'd be more believable as a white meat baby face. Hey, animal, 
Look at the past five fucking years of Becky Lynch's career and look at me and tell me she's better as a white meat baby face. <laughs> you mean when she was a white meat baby face and didn't get shit? Yeah. Uh, also, I would like to point out that Becky's natural, her original hair color, which uh, actually means nothing about what she chooses her hair color to be, but it is blonde. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and then he talked about Tyler Breeze and he called him nothing but a job guy. Ouch. Breeze has actually got some charisma. Yeah, at which point, Becky Lynch, ahem, the woman you never strike at came back, and the headline said, Road Warrior Animal thinks Becky Lynch should back off the man thing, and she replied just saying, the first four words of your headline are a lie. Road Warrior Animal thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then Tyler Breeze, a little bit less of a dig, just goes, old guys are so bitter. Is it because we all suck? Because wrestling sucks? Everything used to be better? They were the best? None of us get it? Look, see you next Monday. And, mm. and then Animal responded, basically saying, like, I said they were all right. I thought Breezango and Tyler Breeze were good. It's just, you know, they're not going to take the Intercontinental title off of them, off of anybody. And then his response to Becky is just... She needs to get over herself, first and foremost. That's the fucking gimmick, Animal! That's the gimmick, Animal. That's literally her gimmick. I do not see you doing this. I I hate to be this guy, but I'm honestly getting there at this point with some of these older people pulling this. It's like, you would not be saying this if this was the male superstars dealing with it like the way they are. And I'm sorry, but that's just what I'm feeling right now. Um, but I'm going to leave that because this may take the segment long, but I do think that since you mentioned old people being bitter, we have to go to the, um, more recent strange controversy that's cropped up that did involve a Jim Cornette response. Oh shit, I'm not- And- Oh! How have- how did I not even put this on show notes? Okay. You saw it happen! Ladies and gentlemen at home, this show's about to go fucking long because we're about to spend- Five hours talking about Priscilla Kelly and breaking down that entire spot. Yep. Would you like to just tell people at home what happened? Um, you can probably do it better. You're better at explaining things like that. Okay. And you actually watched the the whole thing, right? So, yeah, so what it... It, it was a moment because I saw the controversy before I saw the video. I saw people like, this is horrifying. Why would someone do this? And then I saw the clip, and it's Priscilla versus, I can't remember who she's going against, um, but she backs off, and she pulls out her trunks and reaches into them, and I'm like, maybe it's like the lollipop spot that Joey Ryan does, <laughs> Joey Ryan does, maybe it's something like that that was set up earlier in the match, nah, motherfucker just pulls out a used tampon, shoves it in the girl's mouth. And the internet instantly exploded, and I'm still unsure of where I fall on this side of this argument. Has Wait, has Jim actually <clears throat> responded? Because I didn't even know Jim responded yet. Um, Jim has said several things. Oh no, just give me the I'm highlights. gonna... Here, I'm a... Can, are you in a place where you can, like, click this link? Yeah, just send it over Twitch, and I'll, I'll get Jim on the horn to read okay. his tweets live hey, for us. Hey, Tibbs, could you could you post? Yeah, that one, yeah. Okay, let's see. Let's see what old Corny had to say about this. 
I'm instantly terrified. Now, while I do this, Blake, where do you fall on the spectrum of this? It's a, it's an interesting, like, the way that I feel is wrestling spots have always tried to kind of push some boundaries and try to come up with the next new shocking thing that happens in wrestling. Yeah. And that's kind of where I feel like this was coming from. On the other side, I do see how this can paint wrestling in kind of a trashier light, yeah. possibly, which is where Cornette's coming from. Yeah. Um, honestly, just in his own screamy way. But I don't, I don't hate it. Let's talk to Cornette and then I'll give my thoughts. <clears throat> Cor- Corny? Corny on the line? Hi, motherfuckers! Hey, Corny, what's up? What you gotta say? People want my take, so I'll give it direct to you. I expect nothing else from outlaw mud show wrestlers, male or female, because none of them can work. But to defend your bullshit by saying, well, it's all fake, that's why you, dick guy, and others are killing wrestling. Fuck you. Um, this is also a response to Priscilla Kelly saying that, um, she tweeted, A penis is funny and awesome. A vagina is disgusting and trashy. Hashtag equality? Question mark. Which I assume is mentioning Joey Ryan, of course. Yeah. Here's my thing. Because I think she is making it the wrong comparison. Because the Joey Ryan spot, I would argue, is good for comedy matches. The penis flip is a comedy spot. This is not a comedy spot. This is not meant to make people laugh. What this reminds me of is the Kevin Steen El Generico War Without Honor where Kevin literally drags his hand across a bloodied El Generico's face and licks the blood of his opponent and then paints with it on his back. It's a gruesome, a horrifying thing like, the most heelish thing someone could do. Meaning, A, I wouldn't have pulled it out for this match. I would have mm. pulled it out for, like, an am- uh, just devastating feud. Which, I'm not familiar like, with the feud. If this is a huge yeah. feud, then yes. Like, something akin to, like, basically a death match, just not, like, CZW-level death match. Well, not even that. It's a matter of, like, El Generico and Kevin Steen, that was something that was built up literally over a year. It was a huge feud going into it. So that horrifying, gross-out, almost psychopathic serial killer kind of attitude would work for that. I think here it was misused. I think I, I think it's an awesome idea, I just don't think it was implemented. I feel like I'm on fucking Great British Bake Off right now. I'm like, it was a bad thing. <laughs> um, it was a good idea, yeah. but it was implemented now, terribly. That being said, I know nothing about what Priscilla Kelly is doing right now. Like, her current work, her current character. The best way so I, I could describe Priscilla, because I think she was in May Young Classic, wasn't she? She was, yes. Imagine if, <laughs> and I know he's watching, but I'm still going to dunk on him. Imagine if Gazi got to book Paige's character and you'd have Priscilla Kelly. Just this kind of sexual, but also psychopathic kind of character. Mm. See, depending on how she kind of takes herself from, like, m- match to match or show to show, I can totally see that happening in one of her matches yeah but i feel like that should have been like you said saved for something really important well not only that maybe it was maybe we're just not familiar with what 
the backstory of this match was. That's also true. And I think that people responding like Jim Cornette, he may not understand. He may just immediately equate it to his... What is that that he called it? Um, outlaw mud show wrestlers? Which, by the way, that's that's the moment I got turned off from the tweet. Because she's yeah. a fucking big deal of a wrestler. Like... Yes. That's on par with, like, calling a fucking, like, Candice LeRae a mud yard wrestler. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, she's a big deal. She's been a big deal. But, like, I... I just... He continued on, by the way. Yeah. Cornette. Oh, I know Cornette. I know he did. Don't act like he didn't. <laughs> I know that motherfucker went off on it. It's just... I, I think it also goes back to the state. Uh, and I think this might be because I listened to the Joey Ryan... Ron Funch's interview where they talked a lot about mm. women's wrestling. It's a matter of there's no place for women's wrestling to get to the left. And even back when that El Generico Kevin Steen match happened, that wasn't a big RO like ROH wasn't huge like it is now. Right. But there's not a space right now for women's wrestling to reach that same level that ROH was back then. We need to build somewhere for them to have that logical kind of deathmatch kind of thing, and then you could have, like, a luchador oh. kind of thing. It's just, it can't happen. Yeah, there's really not, is there? Yeah, that's that's the bad part. But you know what's not bad, Blake? I still want to keep talking about this, but yeah, we need to go. Yeah, we really... Well, my Blake, I wasn't joking when I said 15 minutes about Priscilla T- Kelly's tampon. But I would like to talk about <laughs> merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's the website where you can go and get access to merch for all your favorite JWF superstars, whether that be the BS, the Fight Boys, the VWO. They all have merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com, and you can get merch for the Fight Boys. Get merch for the Fight Boys for Life shirt or the Fight Girl for Life shirt, which I'm going to have to buy one soon, but probably in a onesie for a baby. That's probably going to be like the first thing I buy for my daughter. So make sure to check all that out. Check out merch for all the other shows at uh, on uh, a load of purebs.com. Ladies and gentlemen, over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Woo, Blake, that was the weirdest promo I've ever had to do because we both had to piss really badly during it. Oh, that's By good. The end, <laughs> I just got to a point where I was just like, fucking merch.aloadofpurebs.com, go, go, do it. Oh, I was going to try to hold on till you finish, but I... I'm going to let you finish, but I'm going to piss first. But, Blake... And because I can't, like, piss in my house right now, by the way. Oh, that's right, because of... Yeah, there's a lot going on there. So yeah. I guess, since things are going so bad over here, I guess we should go over to the JWF and see how things are going with Silver Spoon and Captain Tit. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF... Monday Night War, I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by the baddest man on the planet, it's Captain Tam! I'm big, I'm bad, and I've got a new hat. Not really. That's right, Tibbs, and we are looking forward to one of my favorite JWF pay-per-views of the year. It's time for the Regal Rumble, the match where 30 men... 30 men this year enter that JWF ring and they fight for a chance to be in the main event of Wrestlepalooza. Tell me about it, Tibbs. You know, Sills, I really enjoy it because it's an opportunity for all. 30 men, one at a time, enter. 
two men start. Then every minute or so, someone pops in. They just bebop down onto the ring. And you flip a man over the top rope, and you eliminate him. And the last one left, the last one left, Silves. They get something amazing. That's right, Tibbs. They go on to main event Wrestlepalooza. Taking on the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, the man who, of course, we know right now to be Brunch Boy Baron Corbin. But by the time Wrestlepalooza rolls around, who knows who it could be, Tibbs? It could be Blake Tanner. It could be Griffin Clouds. It could be any number of individuals. But right now... That's right. We have several championship matches. That's right, Tibbs. But right now, we are moving on to a, a Regal Rumble of our own. A little mini Regal Rumble to determine who gets... The second wind, a match, uh, a uh, in addition to the Regal Rumble match that you came up with to determine who gets a second chance, who can enter after being eliminated. It's an absolutely amazing idea, Tibbs. Ah, yes. Last year, I believe, it went to Canada Charlie, didn't it? That's right, Tibbs. My boy. What exactly- who wasted it? Yeah, it was not exactly the best use of it, of course, coming in at number four, then coming in at number six. You'd think he would have waited, but Cannon Charlie, unfortunately, did not. Oh, and it looks like the Battle Royal setting off, and ooh, Tibbs, that's, um, ooh, Tibbs, that's just a lot of boys in that ring. Not really, not really easy to call a, a Battle Royal no. like this, is it? Usually I wait until there's at least about four left. That's right, Tibbs. Now, let me ask you something. This second win, this opportunity to enter after leaving has it ever come in someone's advantage has ever anyone actually won the second win then gone on to win the whole thing well Sills, I'll, I'll be honest with you we've only done it once and it did not work out well well fair point Tibbs oh but wait a minute looks like we might actually have our first elimination of the match Rat Boy Connor and Victor teaming up on Guy Fieri the man who of course we've seen in the past take on the champion and, of course, a man who has crossed paths with these two men, the Rat Singin, far too many times. Oh, but wait! Fieri fighting back, sending Connor flying over the top rope. Our first elimination, Tibbs, as Guy <laughs> Fieri takes out Connor. But it looks like Victor trying to fight back. These two men going at it, Tibbs. You know, Guy Fieri, you never want to count the king of Flavortown. That's he right. just sent one man flying over the top rope like it was nothing. That's right. Ooh, and now it looks like he's going for another picking up. Victor onto his shoulders and a huge food fight to the outside. He's eliminated both members of the rat sentient, Tibbs. Oh, no. I was going to say Fietti was looking proud, but unfortunately Canada Charlie, the man who, of course, had the second win last year, and the rest of the Canada crew, the Lumberjack, Felix Balder immediately ganging up on the King of Flavortown after that huge double elimination. Tibbs, this is a sound. Oh, this is hard to watch, Sills. My own boy teaming up with Felix Ball to try to take out Guy Vietti, one of our hardest workers. That's right. Meanwhile, in the corner, oh, my God, Papa Bliss. Looks like he's clearing house. Oh, taking out Spider Lockhart. Oh, and a double elimination taking out Sam Adams at the same time. Papa Bliss going insane. Tibbs, I mean, this massive competitor, he's only been in the JWF for a few months, but how do you feel about Papa Bliss? I think he's everyone's Papa. That's right. He is a house of fire, but oh, my God. Tibbs, would you look at that? The Lumberjack standing toe-to-toe with that behemoth. Papa Bliss, this is astounding. Two monsters among men staring at each other. Tibbs, this is amazing. I just can't wait to see what's going to go on. Papa Bliss, he's got twice the chest size as the Lumberjack, but the Lumberjack, he's got a height advantage. That's right. And oh, my God, there they are going at 
let it rain in fists onto the skulls of each other. The Lumberjack, uh, Papa Bliss, both of them fighting for that for that second win. But meanwhile, looks like Charlie and Felix Ball busy dealing with Guy Fieri, the king of Flavortown, trying to fight him off. Trying to take Felix over that top rope. But wait! Canada Charlie from out of nowhere saving Felix Ball with that huge spine buster. Pulling Guy away from his mentor. Oh, oh but wait a minute. Tibbs looks like he's calling for it. Calling for the Canadian DDT. Giving Charlie the advantage. Sending Guy to the outside. And Canada Charlie with his first elimination, Tibbs. You know, Sills, I used to just be sad and angry about what's happened to my son. Since he teamed up with Felix Ball, but now I'm just disappointed. That's right. I mean, I mean, who knows? Maybe he could win that second win for a second time this year. Now it looks like Papa Bliss. Wait a minute. What in the world? Oh, a huge Bliss kick. Sending Lumberjack to lead against the ropes. And oh my God, a huge clothesline sends him to the outside. Tibbs, we weren't sure if he could do it, but Papa Bliss has eliminated the Lumberjack. Oh, but wait. Felix Ball in Canada, Charlie, both of them working together, trying to send him flying to the outside. But wait a minute. His feet, Papa Bliss's feet haven't touched the ground. Both feet are important. Both feet He's held on the by ground. the skin of his feet. That's right, but unfortunately it looks like the Canada crew still celebrating like they've won. But wait a minute. From out of nowhere, Felix Ball, Canada, Canada, Charlie. He's grabbed Canada, Charlie, and Felix Ball has Canada Charlie out of the ring. He's eliminated your boy, Tim's. How does Ball. it feel? Oh, get up there. No, hold me back, Sills. Hold me uh, back. I got you, buddy. This is a horrifying betrayal by Felix Ball. Canada Charlie landing against the mat, and he doesn't know what's happened. Oh, but wait a minute. <sighs> Looks like someone who's going to be even less happy. Is Felix Ball turning around to see Papa Bliss, who has pulled himself back in the ring. And a huge Bliss kick to Felix Ball, sending him to the ground. And now it looks like Papa Bliss picking, picking Felix Ball up onto his shoulders. And oh my God, a huge slam sends Felix Ball to the outside. And Tibbs, let me tell you right now. Felix Ball, he's the densest man in the JWF, and Papa Bliss picked him up like it's nothing. He was just... He carried him all the way over. He dumped him out like a sack of potatoes like he truly deserved. And the strength of Papa Bliss, Tibbs, it was amazing. And it looks like we know who's going to be going on to the Regal Rumble with that second win. And let me tell you something, if I'm in that match, he's going to be the one to look forward to. It's Papa Town now, Sills. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, who knows what's going to be going on between Felix Ball and Charlie. Charlie, of course, looking betrayed after his mentor sending him flying to the outside. It was it was a shocking move, to be sure. Mm-hmm. That's right. But of course... You know, Sills. Yep. I told Charlie months ago. I told my son. I gave him that kind of father-son wisdom. And he didn't listen to me. That Felix Ball was not to be trusted. That's right, Tibbs. But of course, speaking about men who can't be trusted, speaking about men who have gone through a change, we've got to talk about the Dylan, a man who, of course, at the uh, the Tibby Awards declared that the the Dylan we had seen, the man who would punch people in the dick, the man who would use any man means necessary to win, 
Well, that man died, uh, allegedly. Allegedly, he's going to be a good man now. How did you react to that, Zibs? I almost couldn't believe it, Sills, seeing the Dylan who has done so much, so much to the JWF. So many low blows, so many dark, dastardly deeds, just turning around like that. That's right, and of course, his opponent for the Regal Rumble, Mojo Gruff, he thinks it's all an act. He thinks that wickedness within the Dylan is still there. Uh, I mean, what do you think, Tibbs? Do you think Dylan has truly changed his ways, or is he just doing this as an attempt to be good? Do you think he's not truly being who the Dylan is? Sills, I've only known Mojo Gruff for a short time, but in that time, he proved to be one of the most insightful creatures I had ever gotten to know. I think he may be onto something. Right, Tibbs. And of course, speaking of men who are onto something, let's talk about men who may have them one hell of a tag title match in the future, and that's the men known as the VWO. Of course, last week, the men known as the BS, Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, they came out to the ring. And Tibbs, let me tell you something, they made it pretty damn clear that the one thing in their future is tag title gold. I mean, how do, how do you feel about this? How do you think the VWO feels about this? I've always been at odds with the VWO at some point or another, and but I do think that they truly believe that they can hold on to championship gold and be a true tag team that cannot be defeated. I just don't believe it. That's right, Tibbs. And, of course, we've sent one of our top interviewers backstage to talk to the VWO and see how they feel about the BS's challenge for their World Tag Team Championships. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Zod, the Zod McDonald here with the JWF Tag Team Champions, the VWO. Now boys, last week the BS made it extremely clear that they had one goal going into the Regal Rumble. That wasn't winning the match, it wasn't uh, winning the World Championship. No, that was actually to take the tag titles away from you. How do you respond to that declaration? Why? What? Why? McDonald, why? That is my response. That's all of it. That's the whole thing. It's short. It's simple. I really think that it encapsulates everything that I feel about that response from the BS. Why do these two, who have not been together for so long, get another opportunity at our titles? I mean... We beat them and Bananas in Pajamas at Barcade, and that's not enough for them to realize that they're washed up as a tag team, that we are better than them, that we've always been better than them, honestly. That's right, and you see Hey, you see, the BS, they're still living back in the day of 2017. That was like two years ago, man. They still think that they're facing that old VWO from back then. They are sorely mistaken. McDonald, they are sorely mistaken. JWF, we we have gotten so much stronger since then. Yeah, yeah and we're gonna... Well, you see, you see, Travis... Travis Clouds, my brother. Just the best brother you can ask for, but 
he became one of the most beloved men in the JWF earlier in 2018. He became what you called the Hammer Man. But he wasn't at exactly the most dominant force, was he? No, it wasn't until I, Griffin Clouds, the, the man behind the clouds, let's be honest, it wasn't until I returned and showed Travis what his true killer instinct could bring. I woke that up in him, his true nature. Well, I did have some... You see, Travis, that's what I'm saying. The BS? Yeah, they're great. Great competitors. Always worried about them back in the day, but that was back in 2017, like I said. Yeah, they may have had one of the greatest champions in JWF history, Blake Tanner, but... It could have also been one of the most vicious men in the ring, Scotty Moore. They're great apart, but together, they're just simply not as good as the sum of their parts. That's all I'm saying. They're too focused on having fun, giving the audience a show. Meanwhile, me and Travis, we together are stronger because we're together. That's all I'm saying. We're real brothers here. We have a bond true strength that goes beyond any friendship. And if last year proved anything, it's that the only bond that the BS has is easily broken apart by championship gold like the JWF title. Yeah, so at the Regal Rumble... Blake Tanner! Scotty Moore... I got this message for both of you. I got this. I got this. I want to say it right to your faces. You better watch yourselves in the next coming weeks. Be careful what you say because, like Travis was saying here, we don't want you to get so full of yourselves because we don't want you to get full of all the words you're saying. We're going to shove those words right down your throat. You think we're just going to hand over the JWF tag team titles? No, it's not going to be that simple, boys. But you know, I think it's going to be nothing less than a war. A war between this band of brothers and you two couple of simpletons. And we are not coming... For anything less than your heads. You can go, Travis. Yeah. 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 Well, Tibbs, looks like the... I don't know if they've accepted, but it looks like the Regal Rumble, we're going to see the VWO versus the BS. It's going to be amazing, Tibbs. I don't know, Sills. That seems as as good of an acceptance as we're going to get. I'm going to book the match right now. That's all right, Tibbs. These are men who, of course, we've seen been great rivals in the past. It's going to be a revisitation of some of their great matches. I honestly can't wait to see it, Tibbs. But, of course, uh, speaking of champions, we've got to move on to a champion who, I'll be honest, I don't think is that much of a fan of me, Tibbs, and that's Brunch boy Baron Corbin, the man who, of course, last week during his match with Blake Tanner 
viciously attacked me a week before that, attacked me once again. I mean, I, I don't know exactly what's going on with Brunch Boy to you, Tibbs. You know, Sills, I will say that two times is a coincidence. Three times is a pattern. So as long as it doesn't happen tonight, I think you're fine. That's, That's right. a real bad bruise you got on your face, though. It was, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it was one hell of a beating he put on me. And, of course, not just me. Everyone's been wondering what's going on with Brunch Boy Baron, so we've given him an opportunity to come down to this ring tonight and let his mind be known. So let's have a listen. You know, like any great athlete, I watch back all my matches. I really do. I go back to see if there's anything I can improve, anything I can do to better myself, to better what I do in the ring. And having watched back my matches in recent months, I gotta say, I'm perfect. My moves are crisp, my shots are tight, and I always put my opponent down right when they need to be on the ground. I'm a damn master in the ring. But, that being said, my matches weren't exactly up there with match of the year last year, but you know, that's not up to me, is it? That's how the crowd reacts, that's, that's how, to, how it feels on the night, the energy, and it's up to the commentary. And you see, that's the one issue I've had with my matches, the commentary. Because no matter how many times I prove that I'm a dominant champion, no matter how many times I prove that I deserve to be in the main event, those two idiots behind that desk decide to put me down every second they can. They call me coward, a paper champion. They say I don't deserve this belt around my waist and I'll be honest with you last week I snapped I heard Silver Spoon call me a coward just one too many times and I showed him what kind of man I am and I'm damn sure he wouldn't say a coward now but not only am I not a coward I'm also a man of forgiveness so as far as I'm concerned I'm willing to let bygones be bygones. I'm willing to forgive you, Silver Spoon. If you just get in this ring, look me dead in the eyes, and apologize for how you've been calling my matches. <clears throat> uh, uh, Tibbs, I mean, uh, I don't know. Am I allowed to leave the booth? It looks like he's calling me up there. I mean, you are. It's just... Are you really going to do... He's just going to... Look. All right, Sills. If you want to go, it's... You know something, Tibbs? I think there's something Brunch Boy needs to hear. I'm going to go let him know. Okay, I'll... I'll raise your insurance premiums. It's okay. Well, I got to be honest with you, Brunch Boy. I'm not going to apologize to you. I'm not going to apologize because all I've been doing behind that desk is my job. You see, I've commentated in this company for years, commentated some of the best in the business, and every single time I've told people the truth. If somebody was being a brave, fighting champion, I'd let them know. If somebody was being a cheating, uh, manipulative asshole, I'd tell them the truth. And I'd tell them if somebody was running from a fight like a coward. 
Just because I'm saying something you don't agree with, it doesn't mean it's not true. Don't mean it's fake news. It means that I am doing my job, Baron. You see, maybe I'm not the person you need to be talking to you. Maybe the person you need to be talking to is yourself. Maybe you need to have a nice, long chat with yourself, Baron, and realize that this whole dominant champion facade, this king of the ring that you think you are, it's all an act. Because I've watched you for years, and something changed when you got that belt. Something changed when you cashed in your briefcase and stole the title from Blake Tanner. And that's something you got to admit to yourself. You got to admit you stole that belt. You got to admit that you are not a champion willing to fight because you and I both know a fight means you might lose the belt around your waist. And that thought terrifies you more than anything in this world. So, I'm going to get out of this ring, go back to my desk and do my damn job. And I'm going to let you go to the back, look in the mirror, and have a nice, long chat with yourself until you can finally admit the truth, Baron. That you are not a champion. You are a stone-cold coward. Well, Sylves, that's a, it's quite an astute point you made there. I really enjoyed it, but I guess you're right. I guess I, I should go back, look at myself in the mirror, look at this belt. But first... <laughs> no! Baron Carbon, he's planted Silver Spoon! He's hit him with the brunch of days! He's crushed him in the middle of the ring! What are you doing, brunch boy? He's stomping away at Silver Spoon. He's stomping away at a man at the commentary desk. A man that hasn't participated. He's not fought in years. What are you doing? And no, he's grabbing a steel chair. What are you going to do to my broadcasting partner, you son of a bitch? No, Shibata. Shibata's grabbing the chair away, though. He's trying to take it away from Brunch Boy Baron Corbin before he can do any more damage. But no, Brunch of Days. He's hit the Brunch of Days to Shibata. What is going on in that ring? I need security out here right freaking now. Get that Gazi guy out here. Frank, get the dudes from IT. I don't care. Someone's got to stop this. Someone's got to stop what Baron Corbin is doing to Silver Spoon. I need help out here right now. The champion. The champion. He's trying. No, wait. Silver Spoon. Silver Spoon. Silver Spoon. He's got that chair. He's trying no, no, Brunch Boy's getting the chair back. He's laying vicious shots in to Silver Spoon. Silver Spoon trying to fight back, but it's no help. Brunch Boy Baron Corbin does not look happy after the beating that he's put on Silver Spoon, but he's left the, the ring. Medical staff has arrived. They're trying to check on him right now, and oh my god. I think there's a lot. A lot that's gonna have to go into next week. Before next week's war. I'm so sorry that I have to leave you on such bad terms, but I've gotta go check on my friend. We'll see you next week. Well, sit, Blake, ble- you alright, buddy? What <laughs> are you standing up for? What? I was standing up? I I didn't even notice that. Oh man, Salty Frank is not a fan. Silver Sp- uh, Salty Frank is not happy about this. 
Salty Frank is very angry for what's happened to Silver Spoon. Oh. I'm gonna be honest, I'm fucking pissed. I love Silver Spoon, dude. I, I'm i unreasonably pissed as well. Yes, unreasonably so. <laughs> it's almost like I had to stand up for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, Blakey Tan, it's been an episode. Silver Spoon is dead again. What did yeah. you learn this week? I learned that... All it takes to turn Braun into Lars is a real good suplex or a pile driver. It's a good suplex. Good suplex! And I learned that a silly spot with a tampon can make our show go ten minutes late. Oh, this is a long one, wasn't it? It was, but I can't call the episode Tampon Boys. Maybe Kotex Boys, possibly? (laughs) Then it seems like we got a sponsorship on our hands. That's true. What's an off-brand condom? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> tampon. Off-brand tampon. I mean, Kotex is what comes to mind for me. Uh, Blakey Tan, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya. That's Darkroom, V-I-D-Y-A, on YouTube. We are hopefully going to have our first episode of Darkrooms and Dragons. Dark Tragic. rooms and dragons, or dragon, or dungeons and dark rooms. I forget what Josh is calling it, but our first episode of our D and D podcast video that we're doing um, up soon that I'm part of. So keep an eye out for that. That's right. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S C O T T Y E M O. Buy all my books on Amazon. The Queensland Corp trilogy, BS versus the Gods. Just look up Scotty Moore and you will find it on there, ladies and gentlemen. So check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of purebs.com. There's opposite attractions if you like theme parks. There's fun fiction if you like hearing me read bad fan fiction I've wrote about whatever we talk about that week. And then, well, no, a load of BS because it's dead. We were murdered by the podcast Illuminati, unfortunately. It almost feels like it's like where they take a break between seasons, but it's not. It's dead. It's not. It's dead. It's not at all a break. Totally dead. Totally not a break. And then, of course, (laughs) remember to support us at merch.aloadofpurebs.com or be like Gazi and support us at patreon.com slash a load of BS. And, of course, remember to rate us on iTunes. Subscribe over there. That way you can get a weekly dose of Fight Boys straight into your podcast catcher. Subscribe on YouTube. Rate, comment, subscribe. Do all that good stuff over there. And, as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Oh. oh, wait, Blake, is there a thing? Scotty, we can call them out since they're in the chat right now. Hey, Gazi Frank, rate us on fucking iTunes. Yeah, fuck. Well, I thought you were about to be like, also, if you want to watch us do this live, subscribe at twitch.com slash alert. No, rate us on iTunes, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Or if you'd like to watch the show live, you can over at twitch.com slash a load of BS. I don't know why we've never sub- said that before. That's, yeah, fair we enough. Probably... Also, Scotty, we lost a follower. We've only got 68 again. Hold on, Gazi, if you're not subscribed, we need a 69th follower. <laughs> Holy shit. Someone subscribe. Anyways, and as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Step up. Oh, wait, we, we're back to 69 already. Hey, we did it. <laughs> Fucking damn it. <laughs> this is, this is what happens when Dylan doesn't show up. Yep. 
Thanks, Dylan. And as always, you could find us online at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show Chuck Taylor. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs>